0: Yeah. hello team welcome to episode number 41 of the audio podcast i'm back i'm back from another bout of illness uh thanks nate again for knocking me out but um on that note i just wanted to say thank you to liam mm. again for for super subbing in last week at short notice uh did a fantastic job uh, pretty sure one of our regulars referred to him as a was it a jacked nerd, which I think is probably a pretty good compliment. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. What, uh, what uh, Liam's been up to lately?
1: Yeah, I think he'd he'd take that. He'd accept yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So Liam, you jacked nerd. Thanks for for tagging in. Yeah. But I gotta admit, I'm a little bit disappointed because Liam and I had had a conversation before he came on, mm-hmm. and he had one job, mm. and he didn't complete it. What was that? So if you if you go back two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of a trash talk from yourself in regards to a round of golf that we had planned for a weekend.
1: doesn't sound like something I'd do. No, no it doesn't
0: at all, does it? So we might have to rewind the tape for this one. But I asked Liam to not, Like, I was really disappointed when I got sick. I knew it was going to happen because you're stuffed up and I really wanted an opportunity to hand it to you. And I didn't get that. So I asked Liam, I said, Liam, there, there's one thing that you need to bring up. You need to bring up the fact... That uh, Alex not only talked mad shit about playing golf on the weekend, not only did he want to bet some doge on the result of mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. but then he fucking no-showed on the Sunday. no show, Which means, lost by forfeit.
1: Well, no, no. so lost by forfeit. Never competed. It, it was the first time I've ever done that. And I'm really... Because you were dis- scared.
0: Because you, you finally put some skin in the game. You put some doge in the game. You knew that Doge was gone up, so it was going to be expensive for you to pay out. And and you just, you, you forfeited. You didn't show up. You didn't make the walk.
1: I was the opposite of scared, especially when I saw the scorecards, which were appalling.
0: Now, um, <laughs> I posted the scorecards. They were appalling. However, it was literally like Waterworld out there. So the golf course that we typically play at when, when the boys catch up is a place called Lakeside Country Club it's a very short course. There's only one path four in it. Everything else is path three. And as the name suggests being lakeside, it is beside a lake. It's it's near the wetlands mm. in Helensville. There's mangroves and everything. And it had been raining for a few days in the lead up to this. It was legit like water world out there. Like I'm pretty sure there's um, is it the seventh hole where you can have a look out over yeah. the lake out the back. I'm pretty sure I saw Kevin Costner out there on a raft. <laughs>
1: It's a water world reference for anyone that was that grew up in the nineties and
0: watched. <laughs> yeah the age a little bit. Yeah. No one know what I'm talking about.
1: So no, I did I did I literally just slept through it. Jason rang me at you know, twenty past seven or something and said, Oh are you close? And I'm like, To what? I totally forgot. Mm. And Tush and I'd spoken about like we
0: literally literally talked shit about it the day before yeah, the podcast. Yeah. But I
1: think because a long day a long weekend, the Friday and Monday off Look, whatever excuse of you want to say me, is fine. Threw right. me a bit. The reality of
0: the situation is if you rewind really the tape. You bet some doge for it, and yeah. you lost by forfeit. Well, I
1: never, ne- I never played, so I never so entered. You... And I know, I know for a fact that I would have destroyed you guys. Hey. no, you wouldn't have.
0: I've been going to the driving range twice a week. Yeah, the driving range. You only get to use the driver once at Lakeside. Who
1: said I used the driver at the driving range? I'm not an idiot the hint's
0: in the name you're supposed to well there you go
1: that's another reason why I'd beat you because you just assume things but
0: I love it how you're trash talking you had your opportunity mate and you're forfeited how many times
1: how many times have I rung you about golf and you're still in bed and you just have the benefit of living five minutes let me finish let me uh, um, and you just benefit from living five minutes away from the golf course Mm -hmm. as opposed to an hour away from the golf course well
0: whose fault is that you can move no. If, if you really, if you really playing wanted, in to, Brisbane. wanted to prove your skills, you would move closer to the course.
1: Well, we'll do it again. I'll double oh, down. Will we.
0: I'll oh, we'll do it again. You just won't show up again. I'll double. Great, great. You heard it here, guys. You heard it here. We'll, we'll. Okay, so what, what's the Doge bet for next time? And we'll go, we'll go double or nothing, because you bet a hundred Doge last time, so let's go double or nothing. So you either have to pay him hundred Doge or two hundred Doge.
1: Yeah, so it's 200 doge is the, is the next one. Yeah. So you have to
0: pay me 200 doge, or if you win, which you won't, but if you do, you have, we have to pay nothing.
1: Although I don't think we should be encouraging the use of doge at the minute after well, what's transpired in the last couple of days.
0: Mm, yeah, possibly.
1: Elon Musk, the w- Uncle Elon, who I used mm-hmm. to call him, uh, he's really he's really done a bad thing by the crypto community and all the people that have followed him um, um, so far. Yeah, and I'm actually really disappointed. So for for those who don't know, those who don't know, he's been yeah. the you know he mentioned um, Doge on Saturday Night Live like five times, mm-hmm. pumped the price up. He's made all the memes in the past. He got Tesla he did, to buy all this Bitcoin. He
0: called it a hustle. On that Saturday wasn't Night Live that
1: wasn't a problem. That wasn't a problem. Mm. And. In the last couple of days, he would posted that Tesla will no longer be accepting Bitcoin as payment for cars mm-hmm. because of the uh, power consumption yeah. use on the Bitcoin network. Mm-hmm. And that's incorrect. Like, mm-hmm. what he's used is incorrect. Like, he, he's, and, and it's driven the price of crypto down. Now, I'm, I'm not worried about the, the price, and if anything, I'm actually going to, buy some more because it has corrected in a very large way. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the idea that one person has so much influence over over that and can say something that is technically incorrect. So someone raised a good point and posted the, the information there. If you use folding money to buy that, that, mm. it's used way more than Bitcoin. If you, Dirty fiat is yeah, what we refer to, folding if, money. If you, and if you've used a, um, like a bank, mm. Well, do we just assume that banks don't use power? No, I no. don't. Yeah, well, obviously not. ATM yeah. machines and the, the whole lot. Well, so. no,
0: banks generate their power because they've got, like, four-year-old uh, third-world children out the back on bikes just pedalling. Yeah, That's potentially. Banks potentially. But, no, very disappointed. So
1: maybe we shouldn't use Doge. Maybe we, should do, maybe we should do another coin.
0: How about? Before we move on from, from the Elon thing, because I've got, I've got a theory on this which I think I shared with you during the week which was, so Tesla is obviously an electric car company. It is about being environmentally friendly. Sure. So obviously he's trying to go down the environmentally friendly angle by stopping uh, accepting Bitcoin at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like perhaps, and it, it'd be interesting to actually go back through and check Tesla's sales numbers because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if his sales have gone backwards since Tesla moved their factory and move their operations from California, which is a Democratic state, to Texas, which is a Republican state. Because all the moves that he's made recently look to me like he's trying to appease Democratic voters and potentially to get those customers back that he may have lost by moving. Um, One of the reasons why I feel that happened is because uh, I did see an article, it would have been weeks ago, but about Tesla's first quarter results from this year. Mm And it was saying that, like they were they were up dollar wise, but it was because they sold a fair chunk of their Bitcoin holdings. Not hundred
1: million, hundred million dollars so. worth. Yeah, but it wasn't all of it that they, yeah. that they were
0: holding? But they had obviously made a lot of money by selling that. Now, the fact that their uh, numbers were only marginally up, but because they sold that, would indicate to me that perhaps the sales numbers were lagging behind.
1: But no, no manufacturers selling cars at the moment. They can't make them. Chip shortage. There's no cars. Yeah, the factories well, are
0: shut. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't know. I, I just feel like you know the the appearing on SNL thing. Um, I thought was to appeal to a certain audience because mm-hmm. SNL's appealed to that audience for a long yeah. time, um, and I I just refused to watch it because I I've not found SNL funny for many years. Like it was funny when I was a kid, mm. but now that I'm older, and I guess I I have a bit more. Uh, wisdom and intelligence and nuance when it comes to humour. I mean, I don't... Fart, dick and poo jokes are still the funniest jokes. But SNL I've just not found funny for a long time. And I didn't think putting a billionaire with commercial interests and Asperger's on was going to make it any funnier.
1: So, I don't think... it Like, we, we've never been real big Saturday Night Live watchers. No. And I think because... There's probably two camps back in the day which was like, are you an SNL watcher or are you a mad, mad TV? TV. And we we were, were mad TV were, For sure, mad mm-hmm. TV. And, you know, I would rather go and watch Brian Callen or, um, Bobby, or Bobby Lee, Lee mm-hmm. do something than, than watch SNL. But I watched, I watched half of it mm-hmm. and it sucked. It was so, like, it was not funny. The skits went for too long. Like, mm-hmm. I can see them trying to stretch it out. Some of the parts, I thought Elon was good when he played him. Yeah. But when they dressed him up as Wario to do, you know... Oh, the worst one was actually, sorry. They got him to play, like, a Western character. Can't do a Western accent Mm. to save himself. Mm -hmm. And the script writers, it was so lame. It just... Mm. Like, there was nothing funny about it. Yeah. But the ones... There was a good skit that I think I sent you guys um, when he was, like, an awkward uh yeah. post COVID uh, conversations, conversations or something. Yeah. And and I thought that was a really good one. The ones that let him see, be him. Because he's so a funny guy. He's, actually, he's a funny guy. actually a
0: funny guy. But the thing is I feel like so when you said that I, I watched that one. I couldn't finish it. Because it actually wasn't funny. But I think that because you watched the rest of the show, that was the funniest of all of them. Yeah, I agree. Right? So that. the low standard that was set by the other ones yeah. made that one I seem funnier. You're right. I think um you're right. But I, when you really think about it, too, like, the only real reason why Elon would have appeared on that show is for commercial reasons. Oh, for sure. Like, you got to think about the amount of time that, that the time investment from Elon to actually appear on SNL. Mm. Like, he would have obviously been there for some of the writing. He would have had to block some of this stuff before they actually, it's mm. not like he just rolled up on the day. They gave him a script and he went out and did it. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that he only budgets, like, is it eight or ten hours a week for his relationships? <laughs>
1: Something like something, something crazy. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So, again,
0: like, when you think about something's got to give, so what's the point of giving? Okay, well, it's got to be a commercial reason behind it.
1: Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. That's why everyone does it. Yeah, yeah. Stay relevant, you know, pump a movie that's coming out. Yeah. It's, that's normal.
0: And he, you know, he does still want to be seen as the people's billionaire. Like, and, and he's still got that, obviously. Uh, but he's, you know, they're not perfect. And... He's starting to make some mistakes, starting to do have some slip ups.
1: Yeah. That that and look a lot of people prior to that were critical of the fact that he was playing around with markets. Mm. You know, where one tweet can affect a market. Yeah. Like no no yeah. no person on the, on planet Earth has the pull power with a tweet mm. on financial markets as mm-hmm. what Elon yeah. has. So
0: And that's a thing like I mean, part of me thinks that, you know, they had just sold a sizable portion of their Bitcoin, so you know, as a as a business person with that sort of pull, do you just tank the market and then buy the dip? Could do. And you just buy, and it's not Tesla that buys the dip, but I'm sure he can funnel money through a shell company or something like that that ends up buying the dip.
1: Well, Tesla can buy it because apparently the reason why Tesla sold 100 million dollars was was to show stockholders how easy it was to access those funds.
0: Right. Yeah, because they got spooked.
1: I did the same thing in 2017. Everyone was like, yeah, like it's, it's all a fraud and you can't get it. It's a Ponzi scheme. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll just withdraw some. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know, just pull the $100 out. Like, to prove it to myself, yeah. they just pulled $100 million out because mm-hmm. they're a bit bigger than Alex Corp.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Litecoin. Not a Litecoin. <laughs> I'll give you, like, we'll, we'll, we'll wage us some Litecoin okay. because I'm off that Doge bus. It's dangerous. It's gambling. I'm not a gambler.
0: Yeah, like, like I said um, in the group chat the other day, like Doge, you have to, it's, it is punting mm. and it's punting on feelings rather than fundamentals. Mm. Like Doge is not a fundamentalist coin. Like I sent you guys a, um, a, a picture yesterday and it was someone on Reddit asking the creator of Doge if he had thought about uh, the energy consumption when it came to making transactions because remarkably Doge actually uses far less energy than Bitcoin does. Yeah. And the the maker of it responded by saying, "I literally made Doge in about two hours. I wasn't considering anything because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just a joke. Yeah. Um, but like that joke is still at like ten x of what it was three months ago, and it's still sta- stagnating there. So and
1: on the Doge front, I've got a bone to pick with you, mm. who purchased Doge, mm-hmm. knowing that I had shorted it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did. So you cost me money. Good. And how much did you lose? I've lost any. Have you kept it? Hmm. Because it tanked, just like what well, my, my short.
0: So, the, the, you pulled out your short early and lost money. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. But no, I, like, Doge, I'll, I'll check this morning. I checked yesterday. It's literally sitting where I bought it. Because I bought it just on 70 cents. Uh, but
1: maybe. if you want to play those games, if you want to play and those.
0: It's at 71.4 cents this morning, so I'm up.
1: So if you want to play those games, so I can play.
0: Hmm. I can play. Well,
1: you can't play. Yeah, I can. And I can play a lot larger than you. Well, how? Well, I can long and short. So whatever you buy, I'll just do the opposite. I just won't
0: tell you what I'm buying because I'm not an idiot. So you can play by yourself just like you played golf by yourself last last week. I was
1: super disappointed because two of the guys bought Doge whilst I'd I'd said I'd just shorted it. So SNL happened. I'm like, okay, uh, it's going to tank after this. Mm -hmm. And it did exactly what, what I thought. Yep. And then these guys are like, oh, I'm buying it. So you're literally trying to cost me money. <laughs> so no, I try make
0: myself money.
1: But you could have, You would have made money if you had done what I had had said. But it was the attitudes of people like you but that I'm went. I'm
0: anti-short, and I've told you that for months. Yeah, but I'm anti-short. Still,
1: it's you don't bite the hand that feeds.
0: When have you fed me? You would never even be in it if it wasn't for me. You would not even know the first
1: thing about it if it wasn't for me.
0: Biting the hand that feeds. Like, shorting is essentially biting the hand that feeds.
1: No, no, no. Because no. if you've... No, you, you still made, don't understand how it works. You've
0: made the majority of your money off long positions on cryptos. So the long positions have fed you, and then you've shorted a, uh, a cryptocurrency.
1: Shorting is a function.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, we don't need to get into into long yeah. and
1: shorting. No, but what we do need to, to get into is that you shouldn't be... Uh, making moves that... We shouldn't be making moves that cost each other money Mm -hmm. when the whole idea is that we're in it together. And the whole reason why... Let me finish. Mm -hmm. The whole reason why I started that group Mm -hmm. is that we could... So we all knew what was happening at all the same time. Mm -hmm. And then when I told you what I did and then you went exactly the opposite, which actually, like, that hurts my my position. Mm -hmm. That's not cool. That goes against what that whole group is about.
0: We didn't buy it just to screw you over. We bought it because you buy dips in cryptocurrencies. That's generally mm-hmm. what you would do when you're trying to track. So when you see something that has a big dip and you, you see the discount, you see the value in it, that's when you buy into it. And mm-hmm. I don't think the $400 worth of doge that I bought at the time would have been a significant enough amount to hugely negatively affect your short. No,
1: but, it, but it's something, and it, it literally went against, like like totally against. It was like, it was you, you literally bet against me even though I put the bet in first and you bet against me. yeah, but, That's how I saw it. But
0: So what you're saying is that if you have a shorter position, that we're not allowed to try to go and profit out of a discount. So we just all have to hold out because you've shorted. So that's a pretty selfish thing to do.
1: No, you could have shorted it too and we could have all made money.
0: Yeah, but I'm anti-short.
1: Yeah, well then stay out of it. So what you said is you're happy as long as you profit from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But that's, okay, but then, then why, why, have a, why have a group? So you can't have it both ways. Can, can, can you see what you've done there? So I started a group mm-hmm. so that we could talk about it so we could all make money together. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, this is a position that you guys knew I was in and you guys went against it like in, and told me about it. So you guys actually cost me money.
0: Well, you, you ended up actually costing yourself money because it actually ended up doing what you thought it was going to do as well. And I don't think that Together. the amount of money that we had put into it was going to significantly affect your position.
1: It's not It's not the point. You bet against me. You, you actually bet with your, with your money and you bet against my position, knowing what, what my position was. So and me, that's not cool.
0: Okay. So let's call it even because me costing you some money on Doge, that can pay you, your Doge bet by losing by four feet of golf.
1: It's not your position to... Uh, you don't speak for the whole crew, the whole golf crew
0: um okay golf crew because i know the golf crew watches this Mm. put it in the comments
1: yeah do you want okay so are you gonna let jason just just cancel it out because he he dogged me you lost
0: by forfeit or
1: do you want no i never entered you never entered by
0: forfeit so if you if you've got like let's say the nrl grand finals coming up right Mm. and and actually let's say it's the nrl grand final 2022 because the broncos are going to be in it. because i'll get to that shortly even though we lost 50-6 to six last night. 50-6. 50-6. Got absolutely pumped by by Manly. It's magic round at the moment. Magic round. Magic round. And we magically lost by 50-6 to six at home. Um, and they're, they're, that's actually one of Manly's home games. Like, they classed it as a home game at Suncorp Stadium because they're playing all the games. <laughs> this weekend. What an absolute shit show. But anyway, um, during the week, so the Broncos signed Adam Reynolds. Now, you know nothing about footy, mm. but I'm just going to say... This is the best signing the Broncos have made in at least my memory. Okay, um, I would say, at a minimum, so when I say signing, I mean signing from a different club. We've always been good at producing our own talent. Sure. Um, in recent years we've been really good at producing that talent and letting it go away at other clubs, um, i.e. David of the times. Um, but Adam Reynolds is the player that we've needed for a decade. So we haven't had a decent half since Darren Lockyer retired, which was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We, for some reason, have just never been able to either produce or attract one in Mm -hmm. that time. Adam Reynolds is a premiership winner at South Sydney. Mm -hmm. He's been being coached by Wayne Bennett for the last two years. Um, He is the guy who can actually control the whole team and direct them around the park. And last night's game against Manly was a perfect example of why a halfback is so important. Because we never got the chance to build any pressure So what that means, uh, when you've got a team like ours, we've got a very young team. I think the average age is like just under 24 years old Mm -hmm. in our team. So they're very, very young. And the thing is, because we've been getting pumped all season and last season too, what happens is every time we get down into the attacking zone, we shit our pants because we're like, we need to score now, we need to score now, Uh, we need to score now. Right. But if you look at the good teams, if you look at the Storm, the Roosters, those guys, or the Panthers... They don't try to score off every single set. What they do is they build pressure. Mm. So if they get down in the attacking zone, if something's on, they'll take it. Mm. They'll take the opportunity. But happy to grind. If they but they're to. happy to grind. So what they'll do is if there's nothing on, they'll just grab right into your end goal, tackle you in goal, get a, um, a dropout and a repeat set, yeah. and they just wail on you. And it's like, it's like the ocean banging up against a sure. cliff face, right? There's only so long that cliff face is going to hold, and then there'll be a crack in it, and then they'll mm. score. Man... Last night, like our fifth tackle options when we're attacking, were atrocious as they've been for eighteen months,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and even even actually it's been longer than that that they've been atrocious. Like we just don't build any pressure. But when Adam Reynolds comes next year, that's what he'll be able to do. He's great at doing those little little kicks into the end goal. <coughs> Excuse me, you know, get those repeat sets, build that pressure, because defending saps your energy. Oh so for sure if you You've don't make another the team defend, no wonder yeah. why they run over you and attack. Yeah. You know, so how old is he? Um, I think he's thirty one.
1: So he, an older an older, older way older guy.
0: head, very experienced. Yep. The other thing too, like Jamaian Osako is real rocks or diamonds when it comes to goal kicking. Right. Adam Reynolds is one of the best goal kickers in the league as well.
1: Doesn't sound like goal kicking is their issue though.
0: Yeah, you can't score a try. you can't <laughs> you, get, get You've you know, got anyway. no opportunity yeah. to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, massive and signing for us.
1: And is that enough, do you think, to tie... Like, will that turn a 50-6 to six to a win?
0: Well, look, uh, the biggest thing is that builds legitimacy in the club and will allow us to attract other players sure. to play around him. And I don't think we're too many pieces away from having an actual decent team. Because mm-hmm. um, our forward pack's very, very good. But I can see how a forward pack has the shits because they put in week in week out. They make the meters up the middle. They do all the tough stuff in defence, but then the the halves just stuff it up every time. Yeah. So imagine how frustrating that is when you're like taking those, you know. Five meter charges out of your own in goal week in, week out, getting pumped by two or three players in a solid defensive line mm-hmm. because every time that you actually get the um, the good field position, your halves just stuff it up. Yeah. Every time. It is yeah. so frustrating. But knowing Adam Reynolds is coming to the club means we are far more likely to not only be able to re sign our good young talent, which you've already done a pretty good job of re signing some of them lately anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, Katoni Stags just re-signed, which is a massive signature for us. Uh, we've still got Payne Haas tied up for a few more years. Jordan Riki, another good young guy coming through, he's signed. So we've got a, good, a lot of good young talent. But I reckon if we can attract a good fullback, and I think Nico Hines is is in our targets from the Storm, who is like their second. Well, actually, he's probably more like their third or fourth choice fullback at the moment. But the Storm's just that good; they can just
1: yeah you know, yeah put they'll figure it out
0: yeah. Sure. Um, but he wants to get a full-time starting spot, and I think he's he's potentially in our, our um, sights. And again, knowing that you're going to be playing off someone like an Adam Reynolds, you'd go and sign there. As a young kid who's very, very good, you'd go and sign that for sure.
1: They need some hope, don't they? They need... This is the hope. Yeah.
0: Honestly, this is the hope. And the other, the other rumour that I've heard is that uh, Wayne Bennett... So Wayne Bennett's moving back to Queensland next year, so he's off contract with Souths after this year, right. and he's moving back up to Queensland. And, um, the rumor is that Wayne Bennett is going to be re-signing with the Broncos as like a football manager. So not the coach, but kind the of the coach, coach. Yeah. He'll be, he'll The be, coach's coach. Yeah. And again, he's one of those guys that any player out there wants to be around. For sure. Right. He's the man. Yeah. He is the man. Um, like for like look at how how successful the Storm are. Craig Bellamy was assistant coach under Bennett when he was at the Broncos. Yeah, well. Like It's that, all tied to one thing. It's minute. all tied, right? Mm. So this is the hope that me and the rest of the Broncos uh family have been have been waiting for for a long, long time. Who
1: got pumped last week or the week before fifty nil? Uh
0: fifty Souths. Souths last week. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Uh oh well, look, they they had
1: Did they, rest they had the
0: some blood? key men out injured. And normally that would be an excuse, but the Roosters have had, like, they've been decimated by injuries all season. Like, that, I, I'm i pretty sure the Roosters have lost somewhere around eight or nine of their top 13 players, mm-hmm. and they're still winning games. You're right. And if they do lose, they lose close games. Yeah. Like, again, it to me, it's a culture issue, right? When you, you might have a few players out, but you can still defend. you you might not be able to score points. Sure. As a team, you should at least be able to defend. Yeah. And that's a mindset and a mentality thing. Now, again, not saying that South doesn't have the right mindset because they're a pretty gritty team. Mm. Um, And some of the guys they've had out, like Cameron Murray, he's a very, very good defensive player. covers a lot of holes and stuff. Does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on stats, but you really notice it when he's not there. Um, But yeah, 50 to nil was pretty major. That's Um, huge. That's huge.
1: Well, on another sporting thing, last week's Spanish Formula 1 GP mm-hmm. which is usually a boring race because it's an old school track and the right. the cars now are so big that they don't really pass mm-hmm. and we thought uh, so Lewis Hamilton on pole position Max Verstappen started up next to him yep. Max Verstappen did this beautiful pass into like the um, second corner mm-hmm. muscled Hamilton out great so we thought okay sweet this is on for anyone and now I've never been a Hamilton fan mm-hmm. but I am becoming a Hamilton fan now now he is in my opinion He is the greatest of all time Mm -hmm. and he's proving himself every race. Why? Mm -hmm. So, this time, you should, once you're out in front, you should just dominate dominate the race. Mercedes was good enough to switch the strategy up, the pitch strategy, putting Lewis back almost 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And he literally just says on the radio, How much time do I need to make up? And they said, You need to make up 28 seconds in Mm -hmm. X Men laps and he drove the mm-hmm. wheels off that car
0: Yeah,
1: dominated absolutely dominated like he's untouchable so what? he
0: he made up that time and won
1: and won Jeez. and won and won the race he now i think that anyone that watched the race i think that, what's what's the
0: lap time around that track uh, i
1: think it was one no what are they one one thirty A minute 30 laps, I think. So, you're
0: making up 33% of the length of the track. Yeah. Yep. Like, I I don't know anyone who's not an F1 fan or a racing fan. I don't know if you realise how big a deal that is. Mm. But can you imagine um, having the 100 metre sprints at the Olympics? Because this is the Olympics. It's the highest possible level. And you go down by 30 metres in the 100 metre sprint and you still come back to win? Yeah. That's major.
1: And... Red Bull, like, Red Bull could have done a different strategy, but they still like. I think even if they did, Lewis is just too strong, and everyone says, "Oh, it's just because he's got the best car." It's not. No. Well, he still has to pass people, yep. and he passes them.
0: Yeah.
1: The other guy that's got the same car, Valtteri Bottas, can't pass. He's mm. not passing anyone. Yeah. And and Lewis is just making him. He's just at, truly. One of the greatest. Like, if you want to watch history being being made, you need to watch Formula One this year. He's going to be the eighth. Uh, this year, if he wins championships, it's his eighth, mm-hmm. which is the highest, the winningest of Schumacher any... Schumacher had seven. Seven, yep. yep, so he's equal seven now. Which,
0: again, Schumacher was the previous GOAT, and he was exactly the same as Hamilton. He was very fortunate to be in the best car in the grid at yep. the time, but he made the most out of it.
1: Well, the best driver always gets the best car. Yeah. Why wouldn't you?
0: Well, why wouldn't you? Exactly right. Because yep. the, best, the best car and the best team want the best driver to yep.
1: drive that thing. Yep. He just got his 100th pole position. And this is the other thing I'll... You've, you've got to a lot. silence the haters. Is he's, he's won championships in other cars? Mm. He won it in a McLaren. You know that wasn't wasn't the strongest car at the yeah. time. But he, yeah, like a lot of people haven't liked the man. But you got to respect him as a as a, as a race car driver. He mm. is. You, we are witnessing history when you watch him. He is the greatest driver to have ever entered the sport, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I, I think there's a little bit of. Um Racism, yeah, and and, and it might not be um, conscious racism, Mm. but I think it's like you know when when probably a really good example is when you watch fights and generally, if you don't know who's fighting, the majority of people tend to back the person who looks the same as them. I think it's just a natural thing a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would, and again, this is an assumption, a potentially racist assumption, but I would assume that the majority of people. Who watch Formula One and are involved in Formula One that possibly like to skin people?
1: Oh, it's a white person sport for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's
0: obviously an elite sport because it's got so much money in it. So, I, well, it's so
1: expensive to get into as well. Yeah. It's,
0: so I think it's sort of like the, the Tiger Woods effect too, right? Yeah. Like when Tiger first came through, he wasn't the most popular guy at all, but he just kept winning. And he yeah. just Kept winning, and he just kept winning until his greatness was absolutely undeniable.
1: That's probably the best. That's probably the best. Um, like marker of mm. or, or where or where it's elite,
0: elite sports Direct dominated by sport. white people. Yeah, uh, where these superior athletes have just come through and just have just forced their way into to their positions that they're in. Th- yeah,
1: through pure success.
0: Yeah, yeah, pure skill, pure well, hard work. Yeah, as
1: well. Well, in Drive to Survive, and and it's the same story. That he, you know, you heard Kobe talking about it. You heard Michael Jordan talking about it. First to get there and last to leave.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Mm. It's just, you put you put, put the work in.
0: Yeah. Because Hamilton didn't come from money, did he? No. Like his, his parents were not well off.
1: Dad had to work three jobs. Yeah. Dad did all the work on the, of the sacrifice carts. A lot
0: went into to Hamilton's career.
1: Yeah. And yeah. now he's one of the highest paid. I think, I think he's the second highest paid now because I think McGregor earned more than him this year.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't from sports. Endorsement. No, it, he sold proper 12. Oh, did he? Yeah, and I think he, he sold that for like $150 million or something. To the guy... His at the, stake in it, anyway.
1: That he sucker-punched at, um, at the bar for not drinking it? No. I stand with, with the other guy. It tastes like shit. It's a bad product.
0: Look, it doesn't taste like shit. It's not the worst whiskey I've ever had, but, mate, Colin McGregor, the most bitter dude on the planet. Yeah, That's really sad. Like, if you... His story is such a rags-to-riches yeah. tale... He should be the most grateful, happiest dude mm. on the fucking planet. Mm. And he's just bitter. And, and like, to his credit, he, he he foresaw greatness in himself. Yeah. And he strove to achieve that greatness. But, man, he's still one insecure dude. Yeah. Yes, yeah, what it is The behavior that he's made... So, if, if people don't really know what we're talking about... So, Conor McGregor, biggest MMA star on the planet... Um, made a hundred million dollars a few years ago when he boxed Floyd Mayweather mm. in one fight. In one fight. Um, he topped the Forbes highest paid athlete uh, athletes list for last year, which for an MMA fighter is obscene. But again it's not really from his MMA earnings. Yeah, he didn't from... fight last year. No, he fought once. Okay. No. No, he no, didn't
1: No, it wouldn't have been twenty twenty. Nothing happened in twenty twenty. I thought
0: he
1: did. Must have been twenty nineteen.
0: No, he fought last year because he got beaten by Dustin Poirier. Or was that early this year?
1: I don't think... It wouldn't have been anyway, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter.
0: Um, but he was the highest paid athlete last year because he earned $180 million last year. Mm. And again, the, the majority of that is from selling his stake in Proper 12. So the guy's got hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. And he is a super athlete. Mm. But a few years ago, he, when he released his whiskey brand, he went into a bar in Ireland and there's an old boy sitting at the, uh, at the bar, and he, wanted to, he ordered a Jameson. And Conor basically was like, nah, drink proper 12. And then the guy just goes, nah, I don't want to drink that shit. I drink Jameson. Mm. And Conor McGregor sucker punch an old man. Yeah. Now, that's bad enough. Yeah. Now, what has, what has happened over the last, I think it was a month or so, so since Connor's made all this money, he bought the bar that that happened in and banned that old boy from it.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: What a dickhead. Yeah. Like I'm a kind of fan, man. I yeah. love Conor McGregor. I love what he's done for himself and for the sport. You're a fuckwit, mate. Yeah. Like that is if if you want real street credit, what you should have done is should have bought the bar. You should have bought the like you should have brought in a special chair for that boy, yeah. put his fucking name on it, reserve it for him, and he can have free Jameson for life in that bar. Yeah. Because he's an old boy. He's, he's not hanging around for much longer. Yeah. He's probably only drinking one or two when he goes in there.
1: Or he should have employed the old boy to make Proper 12 taste good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, just, just relabel a Jameson bottle. Have you
1: had more Proper 12 or more Jameson?
0: Oh, I've had way more Jameson.
1: Well, and that's not for no reason.
0: <laughs> well, it's also because Proper 12 is more expensive. Is it? Yeah. How much? No, I, th- I thought they were only 50 bucks. Yeah, Jameson you can get for like 42 bucks a bottle.
1: Yeah okay, and yeah.
0: I I'll save that eight dollars. <laughs> I will save it. Yeah, I'll, um, well,
1: but it sucks. Vodka yeah. twelve is not a good drink.
0: No, it's not. Like it's put it this way, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Like I I had doubts about it because I'm like yeah, it's just any any um any famous person who comes out with their own line of an alcohol. Normally I I have my um, mm. my the bars usually pretty low. Um, what I what I really so whiskey I'm I'm cool with if you want okay, to because there's a little bit of skill and nuance that goes into making whiskey. What I don't like is when any celebrity comes out and endorses their new vodka because a sign <laughs> of purity in vodka is it tastes like nothing. Yeah. So it's you're paying overs. <laughs> for essentially alcohol that tastes like nothing.
1: I thought I read something that there is no different way to make vodka. It's the same. Mm. It's always the same. Now you could get your water from somewhere else. Yeah. But it's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> But it's it's the same. But yeah. then again I've had I had some ten dollar bottle that felt like it was ripping the, the insides.
0: Oh yeah. The no, sorry, there
1: is a difference. There is sorry, there is a I think it's much like um sake there's there's like a a make one then add alcohol or there's one where you naturally make like where you put it all together i believe and then it Mm. it it creates the alcohol either way
0: the amount of flavor profiles available in vodkas is is not in this in the same ballpark as whiskey
1: so if you're gonna have a drink what would your like if jason von cannell the drink what's the drink?
0: As in, like, if I'm creating my own drink? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And your face is going to be on it.
0: And my face is going to be on the bottle. That's an interesting question. I probably should have come in prepared for this one. But I would say that, well, look, for a start, it'd be cheap. It would definitely be cheap. It'd be be real cheap. It'd be real cheap. It'd be an every man's drink because... Like, I like to drink regularly, mm-hmm. so I'm not a top-shelf kind of guy. Definitely not. As a, as a relatively tall man, I can reach the top shelf, but I choose not to. Yep. Um, I also You've work...
1: got calluses on your knees because well, of how low lower, well, lower well, the shelf you go. Ever you know. <laughs> since
0: my, my knee surgery, I've actually been working on my mobility, particularly in my deep squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I can do, like, the Asian squat. Yep. And that's usually I do the Asian squat, and that's where I pick the, the drinks off the shelf, the lowest shelf. Um, so it'll be cheap for a start. Um, now it would be it would be a whiskey because whiskey is my my spirit of choice mm-hmm. now. Um, I would say that there would be look I really like caramels, but mm-hmm. like there'd be like a slight hint of caramel, but also there would be hints of the. Uh, Colonel's secret herbs and spices <laughs> in there.
1: So I, I know. Do you know how you do this? So you you have the the whiskey. It's not distilled. It's a bit barreled in in, barrel. in, a, in a KFC bucket.
0: Ooh. Or, or do you just get a, a whiskey barrel and you just like you put the whiskey in there and then you you throw in like a a, a kilo of popcorn chicken. <laughs> 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 no, it's got to be it's got to be twenty pieces of uh, of hot and spicy and you just throw it in there and you just let it. Ferment. So that's what it would be. It would be um, cheap, uh, cheap KFC whiskey with a hint of caramel.
1: And line up price point. Price point for a seven hundred and fifty ml bottle.
0: So Jameson's like 40, 42 bucks from Dan Murphy's.
1: Yeah, I'm disgusted that you're even comparing.
0: Uh, oh, it'd be close. Quality wise, would be close.
1: Doesn't sound like it. <laughs>
0: Caramel um, I would say
1: KFC. whiskey is what you said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it sounds good. Like I'm I'm getting thirsty here yeah. talk. I it's gotta be like thirty bucks a bottle for a seven fifty.
1: I was thinking it's nineteen ninety five. It's one of those ones that is at like
0: it's 1995 if you buy a box of six. It's
1: got, it's got you know, when you go there and it's got one row of it, like just one solitary row next to like the Are pillar. You, you so don't you mean really horizontal row. Oh, like, no. You,
0: you're talking the Z axis. The Z, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in,
1: it's in the Z. It's in the Z. One row of Z. No, what
0: you do is you still make it, you make it like $30 a bottle, but 1995 each if you can buy a box of six, but then you only put five on the shelf.
1: Oh, hey. Scarcity. Bit Scarcity. Of Bit of FOMO. Yeah, I reckon the FOMO will work.
0: What, what would your alcohol be?
1: Who said alcohol? I said drink. Mine would be a tin of Milo, but like an Alex version of the Milo with lower GI.
0: With lower GI. Yeah.
1: Definitely more sugar.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be something, yeah, I, th- I think if there's one drink that I can have at any time of the day, mm. see, I feel bad drinking whiskey at nine o'clock in the morning, no. but I don't feel bad you having kids, a Milo, mate, you fit it when you can. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have Milo at breakfast, lunch and dinner. So I would have, I would have an, a real, a real competitor to Milo because nothing's come close.
0: Why would not you do a Milo whiskey?
1: I've, I have thought of that. Or, or even like a Milo craft beer. Have you, even, have you ever beer? at home? You know
0: how you do your like your, um, infinity bottles? <sighs> Just put a couple of scoops of Milo in there. I see might. How it goes. Well,
1: yeah, the stuff that I just put in my... That plantation pineapple is
0: disgusting.
1: <laughs> so that might get a couple of uh, teaspoons of Milo. If
0: you do, you've, you've got to actually film like an expose on it and uh, and we can launch it up on on Instagram. So I have actually
1: got a Milo skit that I'm going to do.
0: Oh, is it something to Milo cops?
1: No, 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 no. no. That's hacky. That's hacky. That's hacky. You
0: know, you know the shelf that I get my alcohol off. That's also where I get my. Heat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
1: think, because uh, you know, Red Bull doesn't. They don't make the drink, so they they source the drink from somewhere else. Right. And It's purely just marketing company. So that Aldi stuff that we get, is the same stuff. Mm. They they're the actual like. Flying everyone just down goes and it's
0: ninety nine cents a can. And,
1: yeah they just go and buy it from a manufacturer yeah, and then and then, then label it. So I thought, oh yeah, you could do an energy drink. But energy drinks are so bad for you. Like, whiskey's better for you than what those energy oh, okay. drinks are. But the best thing for you, because I remember up until they changed the regulations around the health star ratings, <laughs> I think the health stars used to be a four, now it's a two. <laughs>
0: yeah, do you remember when, back in the day when we were kids and Milo was huge, it was seen as like a healthy drink.
1: Yeah, for, for sure.
0: Yeah. And they're like... It's got so much energy in it, like yeah, because it's sugar. <laughs> it's look at, like look at sugar these people. Sugar and
1: chocolate. On, look at these people on Isogenics now. That's all that is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just sugar.
0: I feel so good man. I'm on my Isogenics. Yeah, you're on and ice. Then, and then five minutes after I have it, I need to have another one. <laughs> but it's healthy.
1: Well, yeah, it's the the money that makes it feel good.
0: Oh yeah, um, which is why they have to get people to sell it for you. That's why you lose all your friends when you're on Isogenics. Um, now there's a few other things I want to speak about hmm. this week. Cause there's been a, there's been a little bit of stuff going on. Um, I wanted to briefly touch on my brush with death that I had during the week. Yeah. Now, not, not illness based brush with death, but because I was ill at the time, I probably reacted to it in like more scared than I probably would have.
1: I think you reacted correctly, but anyway.
0: Right. So, so what happened was, um, so I've got a barbecue at the back of my house and... Uh, outside. Outside. Outside barbecue. It's beautiful too because it's like plumbed into the gas line so I never have to worry about replacing gas bottles and stuff. It's the best. I use it all the time. And Is it
1: plumbed into next door's gas line? Is that why you never have to <laughs> you have to, have to replace that gas too?
0: <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, so anyway, so the other the other night I, I've gone out the back to uh, turn the barbecue on because obviously you, you're it up first and... Where it's situated, so you sort of, as you walk out the back door of my house, it's directly in front of you, but between the back door, and there's like a little step that you can step down from the back door, there's like a, a, a long table with chairs, and there's this bar thing that we're going to be getting getting rid of. And then, so essentially the barbecue is straight ahead, p- past the bar, and then it's, there's like a corner, mm. right? So the bar goes into sort of the wall, so it's like a, like a corner sort of thing, so it's closed off corner area. And it's pretty dark out there, even when you've got the lights on. The lights aren't great at illuminating the barbecue area. So, anyway, I wander out there and open the barbecue up, go to turn it on. And out of the corner at the bottom of the barbecue, I see some movement. And it's a snake. And it's only, it's about just over a meter long, Mm. I reckon. Brown. (laughs) Yeah. And now, growing up on Tambury Mountain, I'm, and also I worked in the bush for five years at, at Adventure Park, so I'm pretty used to snakes. Mm. But the thing that I've, that I've come to realise, I'm, I'm pretty used to a certain certain types of snakes. Right. Because I, you know... On you the, can recognise them quicker. Yeah, 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 exactly right. So I've seen this thing and it's, and it's brown and it, like, it looks... I thought it was a brown snake mm. originally. So i like, freaked out right? Cause it's right under my feet and I've sort of bailed um, back towards where the step is, the back step, but I'm, I'm looking at them cause I'm trying to identify what this sure. thing is. Right. And again, like now it's, it's scarier for me now being a parent because no, right? Like I don't normally care about snakes. Amanda, yeah. Amanda hates them. Amanda, mm. like we had a, we had a brown snake in our pool two years ago. I don't think Amanda's been in the pool much since then. Mm. I think she's maybe been in the pool five times mm. in two years.
1: Um, so you're going back to the step
0: so I'm, I'm, I'm standing on the step and I'm like crouching down almost Asian squat but more like Caucasian more Caucasian like on heels toes, off the ground ready yeah, yeah. heels are off the ground because yeah. I don't want to anchor myself yeah. I want to move and
1: because you're white your heels don't go to the ground like mine
0: <laughs> well mine can yeah mine don't yeah but that's rehab from knee surgery right I couldn't do it for you so I'm crouched down and I'm looking over at this thing and I'm trying to figure out what it is and it's just it's sort of, like, up against the wall. And I'm, like, looking at it, and then it rears up a little bit, because I'm still pretty close. I'm probably two metres away mm. from And it rears up a little bit. And to me, with all the snakes that I'm used to on on Tambo, that's that's usually a sign that it's venomous, because m- most snakes will rear up at you if they sure. go, right? A-, a lot of the non-venomous, like, pythons and stuff I'm used to from the mountain, they'll just bail. Yep. So the fact this thing was standing its ground and rearing at me, I was like... So I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? And then anyway, then out of the corner of my eye, I look down and there's another one right at the bottom of the step that I'm fucking standing on. And I shat my pants mm. and ran back inside the house, closed the, the glass door. Um, because shout out to my, uh, my stepsister, Stacey. Her little dog has actually ripped a small hole through our fly screen on the back screen door. So it, it's a perfectly snake-sized hole <laughs> for the stuff to come through the screen. Also, got a close. She's it your sister-in-law. Yeah. S-
1: you said step-sister.
0: Ah, sorry, sister-in-law.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. What? Yeah, the sister-in-law. Anyway, so I will bow back inside, and I'm like sweating. And, and normally, again, like I said, used to snakes, um, mm. used to dealing with them out in the bush and stuff like that. But I'm think in my head, I'm like, there's two brown snakes outside, and this is a massive issue, because meanwhile, inside, Nate's, like, running around, like, banging on the windows and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so we put Nate to bed, and anyway, so I'm like, I need to at least get these things away from the house. So I've, gra- I've grabbed the broom, which is the closest thing, because normally I've got my tactical shovel, mm. which is out the back, which is for cane toads, mm. um, but the it was it was out around the corner. So I've grabbed the broom, and I've gone out, and I've just, I've shooed these things away back into the yard. Mm. And then I was doing a bit more research. I didn't get a chance to take a photo of them or anything like that, but I've done a bit of research since then. And in fortunate news, I'm pretty sure these things are what I call Mm keelback snakes, uh, which are uh, primarily found around wetlands. Right. And they eat things, they actually eat cane toads, like small cane toads, which is a good thing because we get so many of them, because we are literally right off the back of a nature reserve. Um, But they also eat small lizards. And our house is like covered in geckos. Yeah, okay. So it would make sense that these two snakes had come up looking for food. Because it was also like a, a remarkably hot day mm. the other day. So anyway, I feel a lot better about it because killbacks are non-venomous. Mm. And they apparently do rear up, but it is a defensive thing. Sure. So yeah, feel way better about that. But I literally shit my pants.
1: I would yeah, if I would have seen the one in the barbecue, I would have made my own one meter brown snake. <laughs> And I don't mind I don't mind snakes either, but I think the difference is too and probably why you sweat so much, was when you're out in the bush, you're supposed to see snakes there. But yeah. when you're when you're cooking at home, you're not supposed to see snakes.
0: Yeah, well that, that is true. And like it it is it's funny, right? Like I remember when I worked at Adventure Park and I'd have all these parents coming in who were never scared of heights mm. until they had children. And it's like this thing happens to you where it's like, all of a sudden, it's not about you anymore. And you've got someone else to live for and someone yeah. else to take care of. Yeah, it's so pussy. Therefore,
1: that's so pussy. Well, you can say
0: that if you want. But <laughs> yeah. it's,
1: it's, I can say that because I don't feel like.
0: Kids, yeah. But it's like, the, the first thought that went through my mind is, I don't want these snakes getting inside tonight. Mm. And that's what was making me sweat. Mm. Or, if I got bitten by one or something like that and, and I died, then... You know, it's not like I'm providing for that because I'm not working at the moment, but, yep. you know, I'm, I'm taking care of them and that sort of thing. So it's like, it's like the stakes are higher now. Mm. Um, and again, it's just like, because we've, we've had a lot of um, like green tree snakes around the house. Perfectly fine. Used to those. Yeah. Um, and seeing these two, the first two killbacks I've seen since we were there, and to see them both on the same night, I was like, fuck, it's like something given birth in the yard or something. Mm, I've never you even know? heard of that snake before. Well, no, I hadn't either. So, But I did do heaps of research trying to identify what these things are. They're found in the area. They're primarily um, around wetlands. And all the food that they would normally be looking for is around our house. So it made perfect sense.
1: So what, do you, what can you do to help? snakes not hang around your house?
0: Um, so I think there's probably a few things. Number one, we're, and we probably need to do this anyway, but we need to, we probably need to fumigate um, because obviously we've got some pest species around, like there's like a couple of cockroaches around mm. and stuff like that, just um, around in naturally in the area. So I think those things bring in the geckos and then the geckos bring in the snakes because mm. it's just, you just got to think everything is chasing their food, mm. right? Um, the other thing too, and I, I feel like this kind of sucks. I, I feel like we're seeing a bit more activity at the back because I put in a compost heap. So now the compost heap's attracting bugs Wrong. and now there's more food for like the geckos, for example. So I, I feel like there's more activity out there because I've got a sure. compost heap there. So I'm tossing up whether or not I like, continue to do that, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but that's literally all I can do really. But at the end of the day, uh, at least I know these things are, are non-venomous, so I'm, I'm a little bit less uh, less concerned about
1: it. Is now. Amanda less concerned about it? Oh no, she <laughs> she absolutely. Doesn't. See, that's the beauty of unit living is there's no snakes in units. Never had a snake I ever say in. That, unit.
0: But there probably is. It's probably one your
1: roof. No, I don't have a roof. That's someone's floor. There is a solid uh, concrete barrier. Yeah, it could be the walls
0: or something like that. Nah. Like one, in, one in three houses in Queensland have a snake in them. Not units. <laughs> <laughs> That's houses. And the, the irony of it, so this was on, um, I think this was on Sunday, on Mother's Day. And the irony of the whole thing was that Amanda's mum, Like we, we went out to the park with her for, for Mother's Day. Uh, shout out to all the mothers out there, by the way. Happy Mother's Day. It's amazing the things that you guys do. Um, but
1: It's amazing the things that single non-mothers do too. Good on you. And... Men.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I do some pretty amazing things.
0: Yeah. But you wouldn't be you without a mum. That's true. There would be none of us That's without mums. Or dads.
1: love to celebrate Mother's Day, but it's not happening, is it?
0: No, mum's too difficult. She moved mom the time. Mum doing stuff.
1: I hit her up. She moved the time. Yeah. She, you- she got a better offer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she got a better offer. And
0: hey, as... Most, I'm pretty sure most mothers on Mother's Day really just want some time to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. So that's fair enough, mum. Yeah. Same to me, trip to
1: the Gold Coast. I'm not happy with that.
0: But yeah, but ironically, um, Amanda's mum was literally asking me because she's got some sort of creature in her roof. She's like, you're not scared of snakes and stuff. Can you have a look at my roof? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, no problem. And it was that night that I had two snakes out the back and then my bum holes buckered. <laughs> so maybe I'm more scared of snakes than I thought. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was, a, that was an interesting time. Um the other thing I wanted to bring bring up uh so obviously I'm I'm just recovering from illness at the moment not not covid got tested uh the only place that I could get into see Nate because of the covid like symptoms was your old stomping ground yeah so a bit of a bizarre experience for me uh this week where the place that you started your career in automotive, Surfers City Holden mm. in Ashmore, uh, that sold a few years ago. Eager sold it. And I was always wondering what was going to go in there because it's such a massive site. Yeah. And I was expecting them to like knock it down and do something else with it. Yeah. But it's still there. And it's now turned into a medical center. Yeah. And it's, like, it's literally just opened a few weeks ago, I think. Um, and... So they were the only people on the Gold Coast who would see Nate without Nate getting COVID tested. And he, he had like an ear infection, so it's all like swollen stuff, so I don't really want him jabbing the nose swab up. Hmm. Um, when I got my COVID test, actually, then now to think about it, um, she did the back of my throat first and then did the nose. I don't know why they still need to do the nose thing.
1: I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so because I had At least tr- you're not getting
1: the Chinese one.
0: Yeah I prefer the Chinese one I've learned them Chinese
1: Isn't that Did we talk about that From Idiocracy? Remember the test thing That they do? No Like this Put this one in your mouth Put this one in your ear Put this one in your butt Oh no wait It's this one (laughs) Yeah Yeah. Terrible movie Wasn't it? Great movie When I I rewatched it
0: But um, Yeah So I've been a bit pissed off with, with um, medical care and again because I I've never been to the doctors really in my entire life until now, like having a kid, and then now it's this whole thing of no one will see you unless you get a COVID test, or no one will see Nate, who's an infant, unless you get a COVID test for him, and it's frustrating. But but this place is just open, so Surf City Holden's now a medical center. It's like I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It was bizarre so for one it's like an emergency one so you can't make appointments you just have to walk in and yeah. i called them first going hey no one else will see us I'm like yeah it's fine yeah because they obviously don't care they're, they're probably being a new center they might want to build up their client base and being that no one else is seeing anyone who's got flu-like symptoms at the moment coming into flu season it's a pretty good money-making exercise to yeah. do that um but i gotta admit it was bizarre driving in there it was just a bizarre experience because you drive in, all the car parks are the same. So like yeah. where the service department used to be at the front and mm. all that stuff's still the same. But you walk in and you've got, there's all the offices lined up that always used to be there. They're all closed because they're, they're um, I think they've only got four doctors working there or something at the moment. But they've got like eight or 10 offices or whatever it is.
1: So on the showroom floor? On the showroom floor. The, so the doctors are in the offices on the showroom floor? Yeah. So they, they had cubicles. What do they do with the cubicles?
0: Um, so the cubicles are all gone like basically the showroom is all one big open space now so it's like they've knocked that that stuff all down and they put a reception desk in the middle and there's like airport style seating all around like you could probably fit a hundred people in there seated yeah Um, upstairs uh, I don't think they're doing anything with upstairs yet which is funny because all Nate wanted to do was play going upstairs and because you can't make an appointment you have to wait so I had to wait like an hour so Nate's, like, running a mark around this place.
1: What a, what about the site next to it? Was that being used?
0: Um, I th- As in, like, the old Saab yeah. showroom? I, I don't know if they're linked anymore. I feel like... They may have separated it. I think they've separated it, because I feel like there was a fence between the two.
1: Well, there's a wall, a whole, a whole uh, workshop wall... Yeah. ...that separates the two. And then there's, like, a third site, which is out the directly at the, the back out
0: the back which I'm pretty sure that's been separated as well because that's been walled off out the back yeah um, I
1: started there it was like 17 or 18 yeah, years yeah you were
0: 17 years old when you mm. started there um, it was an absolutely bizarre experience yeah there. I bet, I bet. Like, like just imagine some somewhere that's it's pretty um, and mainly for you but I'd spent a lot of time at Surface City yeah. the back in the day because I used to come visit you um, <coughs> I remember your old boss lent me a car for my fall. yeah um It it
1: I suppose it's an it's just an age thing, right? Mm. We we have nostalgic feelings yeah. because there there were things that we used to deal with. It just seems something like something so big that's now something different. Mm. But I suppose with with Holden leaving you'll oh, see okay. a lot of that. And yes. and there was a guy I follow on Facebook and he's going around to like every old Holden site, taking photos of it and mm-hmm. And there's nostalgia. That's a hundred and twenty year old company. You know that that's 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 yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, there is a bit of there is a bit of nostalgia there. The one thing that I don't like about it is that I dislike how lucrative medical is oh, yeah. when medical is paid for by the taxpayer. <laughs> Because that's yeah. an expensive site, so I thought the only thing that could go in there would be a supermarket. But I think because there's an Aldi backing onto it, you yeah, probably the can't. Have, the back now, yeah, yeah, you probably can't have a Woolies and then a. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah, you probably can't, cause especially because off over the road you've got Ashmore City, which has got Drake.
1: Whatever they call that, Drake IGA. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, and you're right. Like, you know, it's it is crazy to think how lucrative medical is. And it's, you know, that, that brings in a whole um, conversation about things in the last 12 months and the lack of uh, messaging around the things that people should just be doing every single day to keep themselves fit and healthy, mm-hmm. because there's no money in all of us just being fit and healthy on our own. Mm-hmm. And the fact, you're right, like the fact that a, a doctor's surgery can take over a site that big and only have four doctors in there. Yeah. It's crazy. And like even because I think
1: that was about up now for the whole all three sites ten years ago, maybe well, yeah about ten years ago I think that was hundred and fifty grand a month the to rent, rent. yeah mm. so even if it's only fifty grand a month because yeah. if they're only using say one third of it but the most prominent third even if mm. it was only fifty and that's not taking in any I'm sure it's more than that
0: yeah
1: that's a lot of rent you know that's a lot of money incoming in for four doctors yeah
0: yeah it's it's just. It's crazy. Like, the amount of money in the medical world is crazy.
1: The doctors aren't driving Camrys.
0: <laughs> nah. And then, and then you know, you, you wonder why... Well, for a start, yeah, you wonder why doctors aren't driving Camrys. Um, but, uh, yeah. Money, money makes the world go around. Mm. And, you know, like we've said a million times in the past, you follow the money. And when you follow the money and you realise that all the money goes into us not being fit and healthy, then you start to realise mm. why... You know, maybe we should be looking at some alternative things to, uh, well, not even alternative, just eat right. You know, eat right, exercise.
1: Look after your mental health.
0: Yeah. Get in, get in the sun.
1: Reduce your of alcohol.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole sunlight thing, the, in the CDC in America just, just announced, uh, I think it was a week ago, mm-hmm. that um, there's like zero documented cases of transmission of COVID out in the open. Mm-hmm. There's actually zero. So, because apparently it doesn't like UV light, which would also explain why we've been pretty fortunate in this country, because we've got so much sunlight. Yeah, Um, You know, just get out of the sun, guys. Trump
1: was right when he said, get a UV light on it. Yeah, and I said this to you during the
0: week. The worst possible thing about the COVID response was that it was so politicised by America. Mm. um, And that a lot of the things that Trump said in the beginning have turned out to be true and correct. But he was the demon last year, so the, the media demonized him and everything that he said. Mm. And then now we're, we're living with the results of that. So we're not. No, we're not. We're not we, are, we are very, very fortunate. Mm. Very, very fortunate. But to get onto a different subject, which is another thing that you won't care about. Um, but a lot of the dads or the mums who watch the podcast will. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing a lot in the last two weeks because I've been housebound is watching a lot of Bluey. <laughs> And what? have you have you heard you've heard of Bluey, haven't you? No. So Bluey is a children's uh, cartoon, mm. and it's the only cartoon that Nate gets to watch because it's an Australian-made cartoon mm. about a family of dogs, mm-hmm. and Bluey is the oldest daughter, and there's Mum and Dad, Bluey, and Bingo is the younger sister. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a parent. And you don't watch Bluey, you need to watch Bluey because it's actually a show that's designed. I, I get think that there's more messaging in there for parents than there is for kids. And it's like Nate loves it when the theme music comes on. He like dances and stuff. It's really cute. Um, but I was watching an episode the other day called Flatpack, and they're like seven minute episodes, so they're really good little short hmm. bites, right? For made for little attention spans. And this this episode about Flatpack. Is essentially there's there's two things going on in the story where mum and dad have got flat pack stuff from IKEA that they're trying to put together and everyone knows how frustrating that can be, so they're experiencing those frustrations and the kids are playing a game where they're pretending to be different things and there is so much nuance in this one little episode it's crazy because the the kids are pretending that Bluey's like the mummy of whatever the of whatever Bingo is. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a a mother-daughter type relationship there.
1: But they're going through, like,
0: the evolutionary story. So they start as, like, fish, and then they become lizards, and then, like... So they're teaching, like, evolution while that's going on. Meanwhile, mum and dad... But that's (laughs) wrong. We were just created by our creator. Um, So they're teaching evolution. Meanwhile, mum and dad are trying to build a flat pack, and that's hilarious, because they're, like, hitting each other with hammers and all that sort of stuff. And... Mum and dad are, like, throwing, like, whether it's cardboard boxes or plastic or whatever, um, down onto the lawn where the kids are playing. And then the kids, using their imaginations, like, oh, let's pretend this is a volcano, then they become, like, dinosaurs and whatever. So they go through evolution until they become, like, cavemen or cave dogs, Mm. so to speak. And then, but as the kids go through these different um, evolutions... Also, Bingo is pretending that she's growing up. So she goes from being like a baby to being a toddler to being a a teenager. And then there's this point right at the end of the show where... So mum and dad finally end up putting together what it is they're putting together, which is like an outdoor swinging chair thing that they're on the deck. And they've thrown all this plastic stuff down on on the ground. And then uh, Bingo basically says, I'm all grown up now. So I've, and she's like, she's built a rocket ship and she's going to go and explore space. Mm -hmm. So then Bingo leaves and then Bluey says, well, what do I do now? And all the plastic and stuff that they were like, they were using to build, they built up like a plastic, like a white plastic archway. And if you look up through the archway, it goes up the stairs and there's Mum and dad sitting in the chair that they've built. Mm -hmm. And so they go, Hey, Bluey, come up here. So then Bluey comes up and sits on the chair with them, and then they, they're they sort of looking out onto the yard as Bingo's flying around in space, and Dad just goes, this is heaven. And then the episode finishes. That is heavy. Oh, I fucking cried, dude. I cried when wow. I watched that. I was sitting on the couch. Now, I might have been an absolute p-p-p-p-pussy... Cause I was sick. Yeah. So when I get sick, I get. But that's heavy. Very, very windy. This is heavy, man. Yeah. It was heavy because it, and it, it, it like you're sitting there as a parent and you're watching Bingo as she goes through all the different phases. Yeah. And you are like, like I look at Nate. The baby phase is over. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I only had him for 15 months. Yeah. The baby, he's a toddler now. Yeah. So it it really made me go, holy shit! Like there, there's days when I'm at home where you know, especially when I'm sick. Like, you get frustrated because the reason why it takes me so long to recover now is I can't rest. Mm. Like, Amanda, she is the absolute bomb. Her immune system is ridiculous for a start because she's used to all these child-based pathogens. Mm. Um, she does so much stuff. But when, when I'm sick and I'm at home with Nate, you literally can't rest because you've got to be doing stuff for him all the time. So you can't just go and put your feet up in bed for a day and then be better the next day. Mm. So sometimes, oh, you're frustrated because of that. Sure. But then I, like, I literally watched that episode of Bluey and I was like, I can't get frustrated because I need to enjoy this while yeah, I still sure. can. Because life is fleeting. It can be over in, in a second. And I think we've spoken about this before is when, when you're always thinking about I'm waiting for this thing to happen, for me to be happy in the future, you miss so much of what's happening right now.
1: Tasha and I had the same feeling last night. We were watching documentaries on North Korea. Right, and what a day in a life of those people in North so Korea. Yeah, that
0: can put your life in perspective, can't
1: it? So we we were saying like, imagine if we just had like a North Korean person here, and just having the option to go to the cupboard,
0: mm.
1: and pull out any food that you want. Yeah, they've been ra- their rations are down to half a cup of rice per day. Yeah, wow. Right, it's so yeah. It it does put it does put things into. A massive amount of perspective, mm. little moments like that. So we do, we absolutely do need to enjoy it.
0: And you need to appreciate it, which means eat those biscuits, eat those biscuits. Well,
1: no, because you need to make sure that you, you can enjoy moments all the time.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's that is the point yeah. too. But um, yeah, man, like Bluey, it's an amazing show. It's got like taking the world by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Aussie, mm-hmm. and uh, a man was telling me about one of her friends. He's got, I think, a four-year-old. Like the the dads very much as like a like the mum and dad are very funny. Like they're a typical Aussie parenting pair, mm. right? Very colloquial. Um, so the dad like calls the daughters like mate all the time. Yeah. So apparently, this friend of Amanda's four-year-old daughter will be like, yeah, mate, like to a dad all the time. Yeah, mate. It's not like okay, mate. <laughs> like, which is quite funny, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a great show. It is a, actually a great show.
1: I'm not watching it.
0: You you probably shouldn't, because I think it's weird when you don't have kids.
1: Yeah, I'm um, watching The Sopranos.
0: Yeah, yeah, you should watch that, because that's, that's not a family. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a family-based family. yeah, show. They've got
1: family issues as well.
0: Yep, yep. Um, People go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, that episode, heavier than anything you'll see on The Sopranos.
1: What's the lesson that we've learned out of today's, today's episode?
0: Um... We've probably learned that I've had two weeks of spending time at home (laughs) because the majority of things are home-based. Yeah. And uh, you should jump on and buy my KFC with the end of caramel whiskey.
1: I think also we need to be careful of who we are putting at the top of our... I don't want to say idolize because I don't like that terminology, but Mm. how some of the greats can get things wrong,
0: Mm.
1: i.e. Elon, i.e. Broncos, i.e....
0: there's, there's a big movement on, on billionaires at the moment, isn't there? Mm. Like, obviously, Elon, that's a misstep. You've got the Bill and Melinda Gates thing, mm-hmm. like them splitting up, mm-hmm. um, which it is, the timing is intriguing mm-hmm. um, of that, because Bill's been a pretty well-known philanderer, <laughs> not just a philanthropist for...
1: He's not a philanderer. No, uh, he is. No, he's not. What makes you think he's a philanderer? Look into it, bro. He's been on Epstein's island a couple of times, <laughs> and he had he had it written into his prenup that he was allowed to have dinner with his ex, ex-
0: girlfriend. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't have dinner. It was go away for two weeks a year yeah. with his ex.
1: Yeah. So that's not philandering.
0: But the guy, the guy is obviously smart enough to um, you know create Microsoft. He's smart enough to lead the you know vaccines. Uh, Sell um, response against all these different diseases in the world. And and
1: retain the IP the whole way through. And
0: retain the IP. There's absolutely... He's that smart. There's absolutely no reason to suggest that he wouldn't have had any idea what was happening with those 14-year-old girls on Epstein's sex island. I
1: feel like the Broncos have an opportunity to sign Melinda Gates because she's built like a brick shit house.
0: Mate, she... Yeah. Look, we've got a good forward pack, but we, we could always use an extra reserve. Um... I reckon she could make it in he that team it, at the moment, for sure. For sure. Uh, look, it'll watch this space. It'll be be very, very interesting. But you are seeing, you know, movements on billionaires because obviously, there's Bill is a billionaire. Um, fun fact: uh, he is the he owns the most farmland in America. Yeah, Bill Gates. So uh, yeah, riddle riddle me that. But obviously, you've you've had. Bill Gates it may be on a bit of the come down. You've got, obviously, Elon missed out. He's not on a come down, so to speak, yet. But I feel like...
1: Oh, this has upset a lot of people.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I do honestly feel like there's, there's probably a lot more going on behind the scenes where Elon is trying... Because he needs to have his commercial interests strong to be able to do all the things that he For wants sure. to do. So I do feel like that when he moved from a blue state to a red state, he lost a lot of blue customers um, who would buy electric cars, and he's trying to appease those people. But the problem is when when you play the politics game, you're always like it's so polarized in America at the moment. You're gonna piss one side off with every move you make. So you end up getting to a point where you're a villain to both sides, hmm. you know? Because like who was it? Um, was it Michael Jordan back in the day who said Republicans buy shoes too? No, I don't know. Can't remember who it was. It was it was an NBA, so I, it must have been Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Republicans buy them too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure it was Michael Jordan back in the 90s. There was something to do with some sort of civil rights movement order and being the first. You know, well, not the first, but one of the, the most high-profile black sports people in the world at the mm. time. Mm. They were like, we need you to comment on this issue. And it was like, obviously, a, a pro-Democrat type mm. based issue. And he refused to comment on it. And they're like, why do you refuse to comment on it? And he goes, because Republicans buy shoes too. Mm. So he was actually smart enough stay to stay it. out of the politics. And you've seen that stuff with LeBron James these days. LeBron's pissed off a lot of people because, mm-hmm. mate, you can be one of the greatest basketballs of all time, but if you're going to come out and speak on social issues, you've got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And he's a hypocrite mm-hmm. because he was a massive force for the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's great because that's your people and you want to back him I get that. But you've got so much commercial money tied up in China and you refuse to comment on any of the issues that are happening in China at the moment because it affects your bottom line. That's not good enough, mate. Yeah. So if you want to be the man, you've either got to speak about all of it or speak about none of it.
1: Correct. And I'm okay with both.
0: I'm okay with both as well.
1: Either, sorry, either. Yeah,
0: either or. or, I'm okay with, because I completely understand it. This is your livelihood. Like you are setting up generational wealth, which not only can set up your family for generations, but can set up your community. Mm. Like he does a lot of good things. He's built a college in his hometown. He does, he funds scholarships. Like he does a lot of things for his people. And that's great. That is an amazing thing to do. But the problem is you, you, he sells himself out for money. Yeah. He sells his morals out for money. So you cannot be on your moral high horse when anyone else who is looking at you from any perspective can go, yeah, but why do these people's lives matter but those people's don't?
1: Yeah,
0: You know, it's, you just can't do it. Yeah. So it, Michael Jordan, before, he's before his time, mate, like smart enough to know, I'm the best basketball player on the planet. That's all I need. Yep. I don't need to be some sort of social justice-like uh, martyr. Yep. Because I'm just the man at basketball. I'm the best guy putting a ball in a hoop on the planet. And, and that's me.
1: just stay out of it and just do... And, and that's how I feel about, about why I'm changing my feelings about how I react to things I hear now. It's mm-hmm. like well, is, is it going to affect me? I'll just make sure that I'm a good person. I'll do the right thing mm. in in myself and I'm not going to broadcast stuff that's crap. I'm not going yep. to... doesn't matter. Just keep myself... Keep my my circle. You know, I'll have a conversation with, with, with someone but I'm not going to buy into it.
0: No, that's right. And because the thing is too, like the all these things are about nuance of perspective. For sure. Like, um, you know, you could... Like I, I made the joke... Um, I think on the podcast, a few, like probably months ago, but about when Star Wars came out, and I was like, "Did Americans realize that they're the Empire?" Yeah. And no one, none of them did, right? Because everyone, like you, you identify with the lead character in, in the movie. Mm. So every young American or young Westerner probably thought that they were the Luke Skywalker, mm. but no, like you're the Empire, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you've just got to have you have to have perspective because one person's hero is another person's demon, right? Like, just depending on where you happen to be born in in the world. Now, Australia, we're so fortunate because we're pretty far away from everyone Mm -hmm. and we like everyone for the the most part and we're pretty inclusive people. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, we've got a bit of reputation for being racist around the world because we probably say some dumb shit, we do some dumb things. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, we've got very... Uh, racist roots mm-hmm. as well in how Australia came to be in the first place, which mm-hmm. we've spoken about before. But I think overall we do a pretty good job of integrating a lot of cultures in this country. Yep. And I feel like very, very fortunate that we can do that because, I mean, I'm big foodie. I love the fact that you can walk, you can go into a a, a food court and you can have all different types of food from all over the world. Like that, you don't have that mm. in, in a lot of places. Um, I like the fact that you're exposed to different cultures and different people and different ways of life. Like, it's, it's an amazing thing about this country. Yeah. Um, well, We can always do better. We, absolutely. 100%. And we need to want to do better. For sure. All the time. For sure. And on that note, we'll leave it there. So thank you very much for joining us, guys. And we'll see you next LDA.